Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello, everyone. This is Netalina, the CEO and the founder of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with our next guest. Today, we are going to be talking with Marco LaRock. He is an entrepreneur and founder of Marco LaRock and Company, an organization that inspires millennials to succeed in the areas of personal finance and personal development. Marco is a leader and a go-getter committed to supporting his generation. Now, I'm really excited to have him because he is the first expert we've had on the show that really dives into personal finance and how we can manage our money and make sure that we're not living in debt, we're not filing bankruptcy and we are managing our money in the right way so that we can live a successful and prosperous life. He's a certified educator in personal finance and as a coach, Marco supports and encourages young adults to promote themselves so they can achieve their most significant financial and personal goals. He is the author of his first book called Cash In With Your Money, Tools for a Better Financial Life. And he is also the author of his second book called Screw College debt. He's an international speaker and Marco is a sought after expert on money issues and personal development. His mission really is to empower people and educate them on personal finance. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Uh, Marco, thank you so much for joining us today. It is an honor to have you on the Rise Up For You podcast. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Neda, so first, thank you so much for having me on your show, Rise Up For You. Uh, so my name is Marco Lerock. I'm an author of a couple of books, uh, Cash In With Your Money. And the second one is Crew College Debt, How to Go to College Without how to go to college without breaking the bank. So I'm the founder of Marco Rock and Company. Uh, so the organization goal is to inspire young adults, you know, to grow financially and personally. Okay. Uh, uh, it's such a need in this world. <laughs> we really <laughs> need this. So tell us a little bit, Marco, um, how you kind of landed into this career, into this field. What's your journey? What's your story behind it? So I, pre- I have like, an amazing story. So I was an international student, you know, and Little, little about a decade ago. So when I came to the U.S., I struggled financially because it's come to a point where, you know, there is no money anymore. So I had to figure out the hard way, you know, working two jobs and going to college full time. That was not easy. Uh, but, you know, I heard people all the time say that if you don't have any option, you figure it out, right? right. Uh, so that was kind of like, you know, my, my, my situation, I have to figure it out. So then, you know, when I started getting out, rising up a little bit, uh, I told myself, what can I do to help others out there? Because I know that there are a lot of young people like myself who are just bad managing money, who are careless, who don't value money. What can I do uh, to help them? So that's when the idea of me, like, you know, hey, maybe I can write a book uh, to start helping my peers. Uh, So that was... 
uh, kind of the aha moment would be in financial trouble uh, kind of get me on this path, on, on this journey to, to run a book and start my company, Marco Rock and Company. Okay. So talk with us a little bit about this because this is a huge, it's a huge problem in our society and we know this, right? Um, especially as millennials and, and younger men and women, they're constantly spending their money. They're not saving any money. They, um, you know, they put themselves in debt in these situations where they, you know, I know young millennials that owe the government hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and I don't know what they did with it or where it came from. So what are some things that we can, I guess, be conscious about and look for um, even in the you know 30s and 40s so that we can really spend our money wisely, invest it in the right way, and ensure that we're not getting into bankruptcy or into huge amounts of debt? I think, you know, the first thing is about understanding the value of money. You know, that's where I think we we'll miss the ball. So that's very important that we understand what does money mean to Neda, what does money mean to Marco. And that's, that, that's the foundation. Secondly, it is about financial literacy education. Because, you know, the truth is, you know, most school does not teach us personal finance. Mm. You know, so school, you know, teach us how to make money. They teach us how the skills to go make money, but they don't teach us how to manage money and the value of money. So we get from Calabrian society, and then here we are trying to figure out how we can manage those money, and then we go by. And then also, like, you know, my first book, I talk about society, how we're so crippled marketing. Everywhere you turn, they dump out on you. You have to buy something, right? You turn your TV, you have a commercial. You know, you go to the mall, they say buy to get one free. So constantly, you know, consumer just like, you know, being going to get something. And people don't have money, but it's like, why? You know, I can still buy and figure out how to pay for it later. And that's a problem. So I think, you know, we have to understand, like, you know, again, the value of money. What does money mean to you personally? Not for the, the whole people. And then I understand financial literacy education. Because if you don't know how to manage a credit card, how are you going to use it? If you don't know how to budget, you know, how are you going to be successful? You know, so those are, I think, the, the foundation that we talk about a lot. So when you say, you know, what does money, um, you know, what's the value of money and understanding that, and, and it is different for everybody, give us an example of what that means. You know, I know that there's a lot of people that put a lot of weight on money, for example, or they feel that they can't have a good life if they're not constantly spending their money, even though they don't have it. So yeah. like, what are some examples of really understanding and, and valuing the money that you have and that you make and that's around you? Yeah. So it's not about like, you know, understand like, you know, what are your own personal values? So, for instance, like, you know, if you value your family first or maybe like, you know, what the priority, like, you know, things that matter to you the most in your life. Right. So from there, you will attach, you know, like, you know, how you're going to spend your money. So let's give like an example of a parent, you know, who have like a young kid, you know, who is very care, who care much about sending that kid to college, for instance. Then that person can say, you know what? For money, you know, I want to invest like, you know, 529 plan, you know, to send my kid to college or like, you know, I'm getting close to retirement. Then I need to focus on my investing, like my 401k, things like that. So those are like, you know, the foundation people have to understand what their values are at this current moment, what is more important to them. And then they will attach how they can see their money, how they apply the financial to it. I see what you mean. So really trying to establish priorities in your life that then you can dictate where your money goes based off of your priority. Exactly, exactly. Right, because um, you're right, the consumer base is so large and so many of us are just spending money on things that sit in our garage for 5, 10, 15 years, <laughs> right? 
And then also, like, you know, we're trying to follow the crowd, you know, because Neta, again, just buy this new iPhone 7 or 6, whatever, then Marco has to buy because if Marco does <laughs> not get it, Marco is not cool, right? Right. So, you know, it's just like, you know, this notion where when you follow the Johnsons and then you don't know what's happening in the pocket of the Johnsons, but you, you, you follow them, right? And then you get in trouble. And it's just, it's just uh, sad. Yeah. So in regards to the financial literacy, because I think that is so important. And that's Marco, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because there's very few people that are talking about this and the literacy behind finances and how to spend your money. And, you know, I'll be honest, I have a hard time getting people to join, you know, on the Rise of Free podcast that, that are talking about specifically this this topic because, yes. you know, it's so important and there's so many people that don't know how to invest, invest don't know how to save their money. And, and educating yourself on these topics is needed, completely needed. So give us a little bit more, you know, insight on what we can do to ensure that we are doing the right thing financially, what are some tips that you can give us? Um, you know, once we figure out what the value of our money is, how do we really start to make sure that we're utilizing it in the right way? I think before we dive into like, you know, what we can do, I think it's very important. Like, you know, what I do is to start with the younger people. So that's why, like, you know, I spend a lot of time going to high school and colleges and talk to kids about the value, the importance of financial education, how they can invest, how, how they can save money. So I think we have to start, you know, with the younger generation to empower them on the value of money and teach them how they can go buy and manage money. Because the truth is you're going to have some kids, for instance, they're not going to go to college. They're just going to stop in high school. So when they get to the workforce, how are they going to manage their money? And they have some kiddo out there who graduate, who go to college. When they're like on campus, how are they going to manage money? What about college debt, which is $1.3 trillion right now? I there. know. Scary. So every time I talk to parents, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. And I was like, hello, you got to do the research. You got to get educated. So, again, financial research education. So coming back to your question, like, you know, the tips that people can do. First of all, you know, I think people need to understand to do the assessment. Where, where are you currently right now with your money? Where are you? You know, do the assessment. You know, figure like, you know, are you like in debt? Are you like in debt? After you've done the assessment, you have to see what are your financial, what are your money behaviors are. Because the thing is like, you know, sometimes it's not just about money. It's not about how much money you have. It's about your behavior, right? Because the thing about money is only like, you know, 30%. The 70% is your behavior. How do you behave? Do you, do you save? You know, do you go with the crowd? Do you buy everything that you see every day? So I think how to figure out first, you have to do the assessment. And then you have to uh, go with your behavior to understand who you are when you come to money. Are you a spender? Are you a saver? Do you buy this kind of stuff? So once you understand all those stuff, then you need to start budgeting. Yes, we think budget is very simple, but you know what? A lot of people don't budget. People don't know how much money is coming in. They don't know how much money is going out. Right. And if you don't budget, it, it, there's, there, there's many reasons out there that you're going to flunk financially. And then you need to start saving. I recommend for like, you know, 10 to 20%. You have to start saving. It's very important. You know, and then when you have a little money left over, give to those who need it to causes that you, you believe in. Right. Absolutely. And when you say start saving and you say, you know, 10 to 20%, do you say you're saving 10 to 20% after you, you know, paid your bills or are you saving off the top that paycheck that comes in instantly take 10 to 20% and put it, put it away? 
I love your question. I always tell people like, you know, pay yourself first. So you have to have the, this mindset that like, you know what, your saving is kind of like, you know, an expenses for you, right? So always want that paycheck dropping on that side, you have to pay yourself first before paying others. Okay. That's, that's a great, you know, that's funny that you say that because this is something that I've implemented in my life quite frequently. Like once I get paid, okay, I take a portion I put into my savings and yes. I can't tell you how many people I talk to though, that they really are leave, living paycheck to paycheck and they're not saving their money. And some people make, you know, six, well into six figures and they don't know where it's going or where it's at. And they still have nothing to show for it. It's fascinating, Marco, how many people are actually doing very well financially, but don't know where it's going and have nothing to show for it. You, you are right. You know, you'll be surprised, you know, how many people don't have $1,000 in their saving account. You know, the stats are very like, you know, scary. And because, like, we are like society where we just consume, you know, we don't think uh, about saving things, something, still something happened to us. That's, that's when it's like, oh, okay. But I think it's very important that people start saving. Uh, because the thing, when you save, you know, like, you know, you're, you're like in control. You know, you don't have any stress. You know, if something happened, if your car broke down, if you lose your job, you know, you don't have to worry about any of those stuff. So that's what's very important uh, to have money set on the side. Right. So when you're working with, you know, the younger generation or even, you know, just connecting and building relationships outside of that, what are some of the trends that you're seeing with spending habits and, you know, people's philosophies on money? I'm just curious to hear. You know, it's kind of funny because those kids, believe it or not, you know, they, they go by what their parents are doing. You know, one time and I was... I was speaking at one the, the high school, and that's why I love what I do. And I was telling those kids about credit card, and these kids told me he didn't know that credit card you have to pay back because that's what <laughs> her mama was telling her. Because he said, my mom just spent it all the time, and she said, we, we don't have to pay back now. And I was like, no, don't, don't do what my mom tells you. You have to pay more than a minimum. You have to pay on time. And you cannot spend more than 30% on your, on your, on your balance. So yeah, I think, like, you know, Kids out there, you know, if the parents that go out there every day, go spend money and eat out, that's what that's what they're going to do. But, you know, most of the time I think it's like, you know, those kids, when I go speak to them, you know, I give them like, you know, practical example. You know, I show them like you can just talk to them, how to show them the consequences and the, and the reward. So I think many of them like, you know, like, wow. And they're surprised because, again, most of school out there don't teach personal finance education. Right, right. So fascinating. So incredibly fascinating. Um, what other some What are um, some other trends or things that you can see? As I, I know that they were. Are you familiar with the? I guess the government law that they're passing in regards to wiping student debt and student loan. Are you familiar with that? You know, I am familiar with that. But you know, again, all those programs have their own consequences. It's not just easy. Yeah. They're gonna wipe. They're gonna wipe your. It's not gonna happen overnight, and I'm sorry to say that. I know people, a lot of people are like you know, we're so excited about the you know, the uh, whatever the presidential election like movement that hey, all my college is gonna be gone. No, don't be dreaming. You get those loans, you're gonna pay them back. I'm sorry, right? Right, <laughs> you, you know? gotta pay something back, right? Absolutely. So, what are um. 
I can't, I can't remember the name of the program right now, but do you think the programs like that are kind of crippling us in our mindset when it comes to finances? Do you think it's creating more of an enabled mindset of, oh, I can just, I could borrow money, I could borrow money, I could borrow money, and then there'll be some kind of program that'll let me kind of not take care of it, not have accountability. You know, uh, when it comes to college, then the most popular one is the income-based re- repayment plan, right? So they want that, for instance, like if you have somebody uh, who uh, got a, like a lot of debt, been making like a lot of money as far as, you know, their salary. So that program kind of helped those people. But again, you have to go through like a lot of process. It's not just for like, you know, you, are, you only have to be uh, your federal loan, you can you can qualify with your private loan. Right. Uh, so I won't say it's crippling people's mind, uh, but I think when it comes to college, that people have to do their homework because people just go to college. People are not planning to go to college. I think people have to plan, you know, to go to college. And we're like in an era where you know I'm sorry to say that this, but you know, college is not the only path to success nowadays. That's right. <laughs> you know, and people think like, well, I have to go and get my bachelor, my master's, and then I'm going to go get this nice job. No, it doesn't work that way anymore. It doesn't work. So you have to be very diligent, you know, and do your homework and find out what are the jobs out there that I have. If I get like in four years, three years, I'm going to be able uh, to find a job. You can't tell me that hey, I'm going to go for social work and, and go like, you know, for $130,000 on your debt. And how are you going to pay for it? Right. It's just impossible because college is not your only debt. You, if you have a mortgage or rent or car payment, then you screw. Right. And there's so many people out there who are struggling every day to make ends meet because they have they're making like you know six hundred dollars payment. They have to have the car payment, and they can't just get by. And the sad part is like you know cannot file a bankruptcy on your student loan. Right. You can walk away from your house, your car, everything, but your college debt. No. <laughs> it stays with you. Yeah, that's right. It stays with you, yeah. It's funny because I was just going to ask you the question, but you pretty much answered it is, you know, what do you consider debt? I, I mean, I talk with a lot of people that are like, oh, my car payment's not really debt. And I'm like, well, actually it is. <laughs> so like, well, what do you, give us some forms of what debt are just in case some of the people that are listening are, you know, confused on what that can be. You know, usually like, you know, I heard a question like, you know, what is a good debt? What is a bad debt? Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, so. Basically, like, you know, let's give the example of your car. You know, the first time when you drive your car off the, up, out of the lot, it depreciates, right? Oh, yeah. So it's not having money on it. And so I would say your car technically is a bad debt, but you need that car, for instance, like, you know, to go back and forth. But it is a bad debt because if you go back and sell that car, you're not going to earn any money on it. Right. It's just the truth. Right. Let's take, like, an example of a house. So let's say you buy a house. $430,000, and you have a basement that you're renting out the basement, I would say, like, you know, it is a good debt because you're making money out of that house, and hopefully that house can appreciate over the year. Right. So those are the two examples I, I can give you regarding to your questions. I love that. That's a great... And it's funny that you mentioned the car um, situation because a couple years ago, I bought a brand-new Lexus, brand-new luxury Whoa. car. And Which one did you buy? Did you get? It was the IS250. <laughs> was the F Sport. IS250. Yeah, okay. Beautiful I love car. Lexus, yeah, yeah. Beautiful car. And um, so I had this car and I actually moved out of the country like eight months later. So I didn't, I couldn't take the car with me, right? 
So yeah. I was going to now sell the car and it had depreciated by like 10 grand and the car is only eight months old. I'm sorry for you. Yes. So what happened is that what happened? I had to take money out of my pocket and pay for them to take my car back. Right. Isn't it, is it something? <laughs> yeah. Example of, of uh, yeah, bad debt, I guess you would say is right. Yeah. Marco, it's been so great speaking with you. I'd love to jump into our power section of the interview. Okay. Can you tell us what's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? You know, actually, I'm going to give two books, actually, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Uh, I think my first book was a book, uh, you know, Live Your Life With No regret uh so that book talk about failure i think that would kind of give me like you know the hair star you know to to write my book because i was so scared you know as an immigrant like you know kind of from different country like you know i want to start a business i was so scared but that book kind of like you know gave me the courage because it talked about failure it's like hey you know i mean if you fail it's okay it's okay to fail failure is part of success so it's kind of give me a book so uh that book's great. I recommend that book. The second book also is like, you know, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad of Robert Kiyosaki. Right. Uh, that book also was one of the books actually who kind of gave me up moving uh, that really uh, motivated me. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the two. We'll put both of them in the, in the show notes. <laughs> and All what's right. one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of, Marco? You know, I say writing a book. Uh, I think, you know, uh, again, it had, I have inspired many people uh, because the truth is people tell me, oh, my God, like, if I look at you, you come to this country 10 years ago, you can barely speak in any English. If you are able to write two books, then also I can do something. So that's one. Second, you know, the impact, you know, going to all those colleges, university, other school, and be able to impact, you know, those kids with those books and for them to learn something, it has been very important to me. So uh, writing a book definitely is something that I'm very proud of. Wonderful. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And Marco, are there any routines um, that you do maybe daily or in the morning, things that kind of help you get going throughout the day? So first thing I do in the morning when I get up, I make my bed. <laughs> I love well, that. Well, you know, it's kind of some funny, but like, you know, I learned that all oh, those little disciplines count a lot. Because once you start with those little disciplines, like, you know, making your bed, like, you know, every day, then you can move out, you know, to the big, to the bigger things, right? Right. So every morning I get up, like, you know, I make my bed and I have like, you know, a book where I write down, like, you know, all my goals. Right. So I, I open that book every morning and I read out loud all my short-term and long-term goal because I had to remind myself. What the things about goal is like, you know, if you don't see them, you cannot hit them. Right, right. You know, so I have to read all those goals. And then I have to read also what I'm grateful for. Right. You know, so I read my goals, I read what I'm grateful for, and then I go take my shower and have my, you know, my breakfast. And sometimes like, you know, it depends like, you know, because I, I travel a lot. Uh, so it depends, like, you know, where, where I am. But, like, in my room, I have, like, you know, those big posts, you know, where I have all my goals written down big so I can see them physically, you know. And then also, like, you know, things that I do throughout, throughout the day, like, you know, I will go and read uh, something positive to start the day. Uh, it can be, like, a quote or it can be, like, a story uh, whatever it is, you know, just to say inspire uh, to go through the day. Wonderful. Thank you. Marco, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about, maybe that you want to, your, your last golden nugget? 
You know, I think I just remember people like, you know, in this world that we live in, we have to be like, you know, very uh, grateful, you know, for, you know, for just being like, you know, what we have. Because sometimes, often we complain a lot for what we don't have, right? Uh, so we have to be very grateful for that. And then also, I like to tell people like, you know, when it comes to money, uh, don't spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need. <laughs> I think that's it's true, but that's from that we have because most often we buy things that we don't need on the mind that we don't have Neda. So that'll be my last advice to your audience. You know, it's so what you just said is so simple, but it's so true and it's and it's something that we don't practice. Right. Exactly. I love that. Marco, thank you again for joining us today. How do we stay connected and and how do we support you? Then I thank you so much for that question. Like people can go to my website, www.marcolorock.com. You know, they can find my books and everything that I'm doing out there. Thank you so much again for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Sim, too. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that episode. If you're wanting more strategy, tips, and information, please head over to riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that gives you the first few steps to building your professional and personal life. Rise Up For You is all about getting to the next step and never allowing yourself to settle. So again, please head over to riseupforyou.com, join our network, and rise up in both your professional and personal life. Thank you again for joining. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.